put on the kettle and take a seat petal because it's time for some tea with Francie and B. Hey 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 everyone! Hi hi hi! Uh, welcome back to the pod episode two. Um, congrats on finishing the first one TBH uh, and thank you for the love on the gram from all our new fans, old friends, whatever you want to call yourselves. Um, but mainly thank you to the people who didn't enjoy it, who just didn't contact us at all because yeah, like we said, we just rather not know. No, we don't want to know if you don't like it. Keep it to yourself. Yeah, uh, you may actually be surprised, but um, Kate did have a cheeky listen, much to my dis- dismay. I kind of was very reluctant for her to listen. Uh, you know, she's an opinionated woman. Uh, I think it's fair to say, and I'm not sure if our pod is really middle-aged, mother-friendly as such uh, or we didn't definitely that was not a target audience no we hadn't really considered that people would listen to it without us actually badgering them to yeah exactly <laughs> she and as was I was very much expecting her to tell me not to give up the day job and lovingly get off the airways essentially <laughs> um but actually she was she was super positive she can be employed as our new hype man I feel she did actually have one concern um, that others of you may share, I don't know, but she she did mention that if we were to gain any stalkers, they would now know we walk uh, home from the clubs alone. Um, really like that she thinks we're going to blow up that big. Yeah. <laughs> stalkers suggest that number one, people we don't know are listening to the podcast. Number uh-huh. two, they'd actually become obsessed with us, which I kind of love the <laughs> idea of that. But hey, don't worry, we're not. No, and I would just like to uh, reassure anyone that although we walk home by ourselves, we're walking alongside many other single, separate students tottering home as well. Yeah, we're we're walking home alone, but together. Yeah. With the entirety (laughs) of the loners in Durham. So in Durham, yeah. Um, but I do actually think Kate very much preferred Hilly. Uh, but there you go, you can't win every battle, can you? Yeah, well, I am Kate's biggest fan, so. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I am unsure as to whether any of my fam has listened. It would be very characteristic of them not to, because they literally probably just don't care. But well, <laughs> Do they even know you're making one? Yeah, I've told them every dinner since I started doing this. <laughs> but my brother definitely hasn't listened, because he literally, because he literally could not care less what I'm spending my time doing and thinks I'm potentially the lamest creature to ever walk planet Earth because I don't play video games. <laughs> my dad also definitely hasn't listened because if he had, I wouldn't have heard the end of it. He'd be shitting all over it, posting it on Facebook for his friends to laugh at me. And I haven't that yet, so he hasn't listened. And Donna, yeah. I don't think she has listened to it because she did manage to follow the gram, but I don't think she's quite grasp soundcloud um side note we are actually on spotify and apple Podcasts right now so feel free to go and subscribe over there mate we're, we're making big time yeah making waves so to say yeah <laughs> but so we thought this week we would start the pod with a quick what have we been up to and but hilly do tell me what have you done anything thrilling this week in lockdown well, I have been doing some shopping. I bought two pairs of jeans off a girl called Lisa on Depop. Can I just say, I actually am, um, j'adore, obsessed with making short-term friends on Depop. 
like I love being called Han, Doll, Angel. And as much as I hate those messages that are like, hey, I saw you like this thing. Da, 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 do you want to buy it? I say I don't like those. I kind of do like that I'm getting a message from it someone. It makes you feel warm and fuzzy. A bit of attention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, who sold me those two pairs of weekday jeans. Oh, yeah, making a week, really. I have to say, online shopping, just generally, is what I imagine a heroin injection feels like. <laughs> a real mood elevator. I mean, generally, whenever I... You know the clip? But do you know what's strange? Is it is instant gratification because you mm. feel like you've done something when you buy it but they don't actually appear instantly and then no. I get pissed off but then I sort of have the thrill of waiting by the window just like and everyone loves parcels who doesn't yeah. love post who doesn't love post as Kate was told by her book club at right at the start of lockdown that any post that you receive during the Pan D has to be put in the microwave um, so not really, that obviously <laughs> didn't amount to anything because that's just ludicrous. But, you know, our, we have a very lovely postman. Uh, he's called Kevin. Uh, he comes and picks wild garlic from the garden. And uh, I sometimes think that him and my mum are having an affair. They spend a lot of time together. He's, he's at our house dropping off basically a parcel pretty much every other day. And, uh, and and stays usually 15, 20 minutes just having a chit-chat. It's rather wholesome, actually. But no, I do admit, I don't think you can ever have too many pairs of jeans. I, I was thinking, now don't shoot me for this, but I was thinking I might buy a cheap old pair and bleach one side, you know, because that's really unique right. and not um, on trend. Yeah, I thought when you were having an idea then, your brainwaves were going to amount to something that I found quite impressive, but you're basically just a TikToker. You're going to look like a 13-year-old girl with a scrunchie and a pair of half bleach jeans. Yeah, 13-year-old TikToker vibe is, I mean, that is, that's that's something to strive for. I actually did not have a very good Depot week this week. I sold a couple of garms. One of them got lost in the post, um, which was annoying. And another buyer got really rather arsy with me sizing some shorts a little bigger than they were unconsciously can I just add um and honestly just put on just put on a belt am I right like come on oversize is where it's at but she was she left a rather nasty review but there you have it what can you do I also went to the parliament square black lives matter protest on Saturday which was amazing um and really impacted on me and it was just it was heart-wrenching but Obviously, we will at some point discuss the current events um, with the movement, but we want to make sure we do it properly um, and potentially get some friends on to discuss with us. So, yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. I think it's a really important conversation to be having. Um, at the moment, we're both, and like many others, are trying to take in mass amounts of information that is circling on social media um and we just want to make sure that we're educating ourselves properly in order to have an insightful conversation with people that definitely know more than us um but love that you went to the protest um and i think super important to just keep having these uncomfortable but necessary conversations with friends and family really what have i done this week well for the last couple of weeks i've been painting some nuts um and titties and all that fun jazz um for mates just out of sheer boredom really uh i do have to say love the female yeah form. i've received Very a couple in the post and i jadot. i'm definitely going up <laughs> in my room when i get to be decorating barham 
I'm glad you like them. I do think that my Pinterest page probably looks like I'm some creepy, perverted, middle-aged mm. man with just pins of just naked yeah. women. Uh, so wouldn't be surprised if I get sort of banned, banned from Pinterest shortly. I did uh, this week draw a fierce woman, um, which I'll just give a slight explanation for, um, is that there's this Instagram page um, called Fierce Women that actually my sister showed me. And basically this person, I don't know her, um, but she seems really cool, um, during lockdown started an art page and the donations for people who buy them, 100% of the proceeds go to the charity Refuge. Um, and I actually hadn't heard about this charity, but it provides expert support for survivors of domestic abuse cases, hence the fierce woman kind of vibe and uh, female. Oh, it's really cool. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? And she's actually raised um, just under about £1,000, which is really cool because the minimum donation is like £15 and she's only been doing it for a bit. So that's super brilliant do go check her out at, at, at fierce women art um on instagram she is also looking for artists um and i put artists in quotation marks because for her anyone's keen um to do something creative it's really slapdash a bit of paint and you know anyone can do it i did gcc textiles and i now call myself a freelance artist so really it's anyway i decided given the current events going on with the black lives matter movement that I would draw a fierce woman and her fight against institutionalised racism and oppression. Um, and the lady who runs the page donated the money um, to one of the Black Lives Matter donation pots, which is really cool. Yeah, um, but actually, I have to admit that since the weather's turned, my self-diagnosed seasonal de- defective disorder, sad for anyone who doesn't know what that is, um, has definitely kicked in this week. And I've had a pretty chill week, really couple of socially distance walks picnics but generally just pretty boring stuff really mm. right so let's move on to our topic of discussion um this week it is the productivity principle i think it's fair to say that lockdown has seriously knocked any motivation and productivity i have personally had uh, to do anything at all um i think at first when i didn't realize how long lockdown would last i thought it was, I would just take this time to recharge and recoup, you know, after a busy term. I'm sure many of you um, felt the same. Yeah, also, I remember being in Durham and everyone being like, we're not going to be back for exams. Like, don't be redonkulous. I'm going to be back there in a jiffy. <laughs> and then here we are, potentially not going to see Durham until October, which is... Yeah, three months later. Yeah, literally. Yeah, quite literally. Um, I have to say, I was also suffering from mumps at the start. And for anyone who has had mumps, can confirm they are are actually just ghastly. Uh, Like, I really don't want to be dramatic or anything. Um, And I know we're tackling a global pan-ED. But mumps was my very own personal pandemic. I generally did not think my face would ever look the same again. Um, I think the only benefits of months is that you get really ugly, fat, lumpy photos to keep for a lifetime. You know, pain is temporary, but photos, photos are for a lifetime, guys, you know? Yeah, I want the um, mumpy photo album compiled of pictures of our swollen friends for Christmas. Yeah, to be fair, I was not the only one um, to get mumps. It did spread like wildfire around Durham. Uh, So, you know, (laughs) I was not alone in the treacherous fight, that's for sure. Um... I returned home from Durham and basically just passed out for two weeks, which I always do when I get home. Like classic, you're on a holiday, you just mm. conked. And I felt a bit ill. Maybe it was Rona, maybe it was mumps, maybe I'm just allergic to my family. Uh, don't know. <laughs> um, but I decided, you know, 
having come home to this extensive free time in the house that I was going to have gifted to me by the Pani Deep. I was going to pursue a new skill that I'd had my arm for a while. So I convinced my mother to buy a piano. I would like to stress it was a janky, cute, secondhand one. So don't worry, she didn't actually walk all. out for like a baby ground or anything. But it arrived, <laughs> we decontaminated it on the driveway. I changed it myself. Yeah, do not do not recommend. That took me hours. No, can I just say, tuning a p- piano in itself is quite a skill, uh, let alone teaching yourself to play it. Like, come on, credit the words to you. But I didn't really. <laughs> I just tuned it so they all sounded the same amount of wrong, which basically is <laughs> um, But yes, I named, I named my piano... Nora after Nora Jones because I thought that's how I'd be playing in approximately five days um <laughs> and she looks like a Nora she looks like an old lady um but I think I've learned a handful of songs and she's been in my life for approximately four months now do you know what though Nora will always be waiting for you yeah she's not going anywhere <laughs> no she is she, she's not going anywhere yeah so I started with a bit of Lewis Capaldi uh the other love of our life some might say the male GC. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously did a bit of Sarah Bareilles because everyone knows I just adore her. Um, yeah, can I just add there? She adores, what's her name, Sarah? Sarah, Sarah Bareilles, yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. Um, so much that she did go to her musical twice and did attempt to go a third time, but thankfully, Brony hit. So we were all saved from her crying vlogs as she sat in the audience of the musical and fangirled her. Thank God, Veroni. Uh, yeah, thanks, France Sharp. Uh, I'm not even going to apologise because I would argue that her songwriting is actually some of the best of a generation. And I would put her up there with <laughs> Carol King. Uh, so fight me. Also, Jadore Carol King. But anyway. But yeah, I learned that and some other bits and bobs. Um, but yeah, I haven't been in Nora in months. So. Yeah. No, I, I have, I'm very impressed uh, with the piano learning. I really had absolutely no intention of learning an instrument, um, especially after Nell acquired a trumpet from one of the book club mums. Um, and it was so painful to listen to her, you know, learning anything. She wanted to learn Baby Shark. Um, <laughs> the, and I think it quickly came to the realisation that this family was not gifted uh, with, with the talent of music. And this has been a long-standing... That surprised me because the the Maxims are in such a musical family. So musical, so musical, so that I didn't even get into our um, school choir, even after Kate asked for me to get put in it, and they they really rejected me. I cannot tell you how little musical talent uh, the Maxims have. Hashtag boycott um, Cantamus, am I right? Yeah, am I right? Um, but no, I think there was a lot of talk about using this time productively as, you know, it was unlikely we were ever going to be given this amount of free time again. Um, and I don't know about you, but I did feel a sort of unconscious pressure from peers and parents to not waste this time. Uh, but frankly, I was more concerned with getting over mumps, cracking on with summies, doing my exams, that I personally didn't feel it necessary for me to just kind of overdo lockdown. Yeah, I don't know that the pressure from my rents has been quite that unconscious. Literally all I hear all day is I need to submit a list in writing of everything I'm going to achieve the next day, including contributing to the current Nick Knowles DIY SOS nonsense that mum's got going on because she wanted the whole house repainted. No, you you have been very good, actually. And, and I and Kate really would call you an ideal child. You're 
helpful without necessarily being told how to be helpful or to be helpful, you know. I actually don't tell Kate what you've been up to because she might trade me in for a child swap UK lockdown special kind of vibe. Um, no, I think Donna would have to disagree with you. Um, she'd want you instead because you do actually rest every day whereas I've been <laughs> for literally three months I, li- I could you know I walked the dog in socks and burks the other day and she was oh. absolutely having none of it socks and burks yeah obviously um I do have to say Kate was not going to allow me to sit around completely uh doing absolutely nap all day um and I know my family members may dispute that and say that I do nothing to help this family or add any value Nell actually even gave me the nickname door as in D-O-R, drain on resources, uh, which, again, I just think that's really unfair. Um, I do help with hoovering and dusting. Uh, I do actually veto bathrooms because showers are just the worst to clean. But, you know, I'm, I'm helping. Yeah. I'm doing my bit. No, Mark refers to Brynn and I as the drains, both publicly and privately, <laughs> and seems to think that organising our productivity is his responsibility and that nagging us all day is what stops him from getting anything done, which I don't understand because surely by now, if you've learned that nagging doesn't work, you'd just go about your day. <laughs> I'm not I'm not pointing fingers, but I'm just saying maybe reevaluate that, actually. Um, no, and I, I completely agree. And I think the less you do, um, the sort of worse you feel sometimes. Uh, this kind of leads nicely on to what Paul Dolan um, calls the pleasure purpose principle um, in his book Happiness by Design, finding pleasure and purpose in everyday life, uh, which is very good. Um, but he also has made some YouTube videos and some TED talks, which are also worth a watch if um, you don't want to um, read the book. But essentially, what he was saying that I thought was super helpful, particularly in this time, that the more equal balance you have between uh, both pleasures, may that be watching trashy Netflix TV. I have to say, Will Holt confession, I did start watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Think it's hilarious. But also purpose, even if it's doing something you're not ne- you don't necessarily want to do, I don't know, a bit of gardening, but at least you're still feeling helpful and a bit purposeful. And, but basically when when you have a good balance between those things, it's pretty self-explanatory. Paul basically says you're super happy. And the BBC have released uh, which I found quite amusing, a seven-tip article on how to stay happy and healthy during lockdown, along with every magazine has done a how to stay Everyone's happy. Everyone's got an lockdown. opinion about Lucky D. Yeah. <laughs> One that I actually did really like and swear by was take it a day at a time. I very much believe living in the present helps reduce my stress a lot. And I understand it's important to organise and plan, um, but I think personally in this time, it's it's pretty Gucci to just take the day as it comes, really. Yeah, I agree. Also, some other suggestions BBC said was set some goals, have things in the diary to look forward to. Literally, at this point, getting to the pub is really the main post-lockdown goal for us, I feel. I literally dream of having to go and annoyingly get cash out to go to the Swan. All I want to do is have to pay pound fifty to get my own money out of an ATM. It's literally the dream. <laughs> so I'd like to have a moment of silence for the summer term that would have been spent in the garden drinking pins. R.I.P. <laughs> um, another suggestion was seek out a private space. This is one of the things that I've definitely found the hardest because obviously I've moved back to my home in London. I don't know if I actually said last time where I live. We said where you lived. I live in London. And mm-hmm. um, although we're very lucky to have a garden and quite a lot of space. It's essentially the first time I've lived at home since going to uni um, properly. 
And mum's taken the back room for her office. Brings up his stuff for school in the kitchen. Dad's taken over the spare room for his office, but still lives in front of CNN in the front room. So I basically just go wherever there's a bit of free space um, because I don't want to be in my room constantly because I'd be there 20 hours out of 24 and that would be like a prison cell. So I kind of just hop about. I think it's important to separate a workspace and a sleeping space. I don't yeah. know, I just, you've got to get out of a room, haven't you? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's where your dog walking and playlist jamming has helped you out quite a lot, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And I do think it's odd. Sometimes you feel super suffocated and feel like your family's really on top of you all the time. And the next minute I'm sort of wallowing in how I haven't seen anyone properly for two months. It's just... Yeah, it's I've done quite a lot of headphones in, especially with the DIY, DIY stuff. I've been, had a lot mm. of time to kind of put headphones on, listen to some music, been creating some new playlists. Another one from the BBC was be aware that stress affects everyone differently. Not going to lie. Duh. Didn't we already know that? Thanks for pointing out the obvious. Um, keep to a routine. I have to say I'm not a massive routine girl, um, but some structure I think is good. For me, I try to walk every day for an hour, although admittedly this is on a walking machine in my in the back room of my right, house. No, France, um, it's actually called a treadmill and most people run on it. It's not called a walking machine. <laughs> Uh, technicalities whatever but um I do try and do this fairly religiously um I'm not necessarily advocating you know a 7am wake up uh Rosie Tucker but <laughs> each to their own whatever whatever place you be yeah another one they suggested was step back and reevaluate again I think you know people know this but sometimes having it written by BBC journalists makes you think it's really profound but I do think having perspective has been really important during lockdown Dolly and Panda um, pointed out on their podcast which I think is very fair uh, the high low for anyone that um, doesn't know that everyone is considered a bit of a dick during lockdown you know you're a dick if you actually are having a really lovely time with family or you're not working and you're kind of enjoying this time but you're also a dick if you're complaining too much as there's always someone who has a worse situation than you yeah basically that everyone's 30 percent more of a dick during lockdown we all have to just respect mm. the fact that everyone's going to be a bit more unreasonable yeah for sure and i and i think every feeling in lockdown is important to feel um it has been such an emotional roller coaster you know one minute i adore not talking to anyone seeing anyone sitting in the same dirty clothes for days with greasy hair and then the next minute I'm just craving social interaction Mm -hmm. um but the point is is feel how you feel for sure be aware that other people um have hardships and discomforts um and to be sensitive to that but also you know having a day off um admitting you're not loving it is also so fine yeah I think especially at the beginning of lockdown I had a really weird cycle of good and bad days and like and especially before the weather improved when it was all quite dull and there were exams and deadlines looming but they kind of didn't feel real because lockdown's been so strange and she wasn't having a good time but as soon as I stopped comparing my lockdown life to what my life should have been like in Durham and all the fun things and just tried to make the best of what I had rather than comparing it to the normality that is nowhere near this lockdown life um then it starts to get a bit easier yeah no totally I have to say one of my favorite things that has come from many of these um positivity articles um is grow your own veg this has been quite I don't know maybe it's just me living in the countryside but that is just do you I really this has been a, a fat 
practically, you know, women's land army, World War II propaganda vibe. It really has. We have tomato plants growing out of our ears and Nell is being super precious about growing her own veg and being sustainable. Uh, So that has definitely been a trend in our household. Yeah, I just, I keep hearing things like, Isaac Newton discovered gravity and invented calculus and quarantine or Shakespeare wrote King Lear on lockdown. And I'm just like, great. Okay, cool. So I'm going to write my (laughs) seminal screenplay, which yeah, (laughs) this was potentially one of the most hysterical things that's ever happened to me in my entire life. Like I said earlier, (laughs) at the beginning of lockdown, I had kind of a cycle of that lasted four days of how my mood was going. So this was one of my, weird days at the beginning of lockdown um and I've been having a lot of baths France will attest I sit in them for approximately three hours every single day but this day I was in the bath listening to the high low obviously and they had listeners writing in basically saying I'm writing the book I've always wanted to write I'm playing the instrument I always wanted to play I'm doing this I'm doing that and I was just like piss off right well um I better get on it then so (laughs) <laughs> obviously I decided I was going to write my screenplay so I whipped my phone out went on my notes and then I was like I don't know how to write a screenplay so what do I write about and you always hear write what you know and I was like cool what do I know I'll write about someone who's trying to write a screenplay in the bar <laughs> inevitably Mate, that's original content <laughs> inevitably nothing I wrote nothing and I started crying <laughs> And watching TikTok because I realised that what I thought I looked like was like, you know, gold now, we're in the bath, bubbles, lounging with the candles on, having this like awakening. But actually, like the bath was a bit cold, the bubbles were gone, it was quite dark. And I just imagined what this film would look like. And it's <laughs> fucking tragic, is all I can say. It was lit. <laughs> There'd be, like, sad music played over the top as they pan across to see you just in the bath. It was, like, the lowest of the low of Bridget Jones. And I just thought, no, no, I'm not <laughs> having this. <laughs> I've had enough. But I don't think productivity has to have a quantifiable, you know, value added to your life. You don't have to produce anything of note or start a new business or master a new skill. I think it's more about, yeah, this purpose thing. And still, like, that purpose doesn't have to be profound and spiritual. I mean, it can be if you wanted to. But it could literally be that your intention was to watch the entirety of Killing Eve in three days, which I did, or watch every <laughs> major Emily Blunt film over a long weekend, also something I did. Side note, um, wait for the recommendations because they are chocker. Um, and I think it's just this whole idea of purpose is actually just about not wasting time. And again, wasted time looks different to different people. Lounging in the garden mm. on a sunny day to me isn't wasted time. It's not full and busy, but it's not wasted. And watching The OC, which is probably one of the most addictive but horrific for my brain cells TV shows ever in the history of the world on Amazon Prime, which I also did, isn't wasted time if you don't think it is. So No, totally agree. Totally don't agree. let other people's ideas of what productivity looks like influence how you spend your time. I have, of course, tried to convince Donna that I do not have to be up before 1pm to have purpose in my life, but she's struggling to grasp that I do live in a different time zone. I am nocturnal. (laughs) And there's nothing she can do about it. Right? I think that is a prime example. Um, Some people are morning people, some people are night. Um, Just let people get on with their own stuff, on their own time clock and sort of schedule. But I guess 
that's part of being living back at home, you know, their house, their rules and all that jazz, interfering parents. But anyway, we just wanted to reassure anyone that was feeling a little low, perhaps, that you don't have to be running at 100 miles an hour every day in lockdown. It's important to remember that everything's relative. And even if it's you've got dressed today, that's your achievement. So be it. Yeah, I think the one thing we're trying to instill is that lockdown isn't about competition. And generally, life isn't either. But I think it's really important now because... You shouldn't be comparing your highs or your lows to anyone else's because this isn't normal for anyone. No one, there's no way of winning at lockdown and therefore there's no need to even make it a race, I think is the main point. Do you, Yeah. do, do what do feels what right, you, happy, you know, and don't beat yourself up about it. Um, okay, right, let's move on to a fat load of recommendations. Um, I get super excited about recommendations. I feel like I'm gracing someone with God's gift. And particularly when um, people don't listen to what I've suggested or watched it, and I know I'm culprit of this, but I take it really personally. I feel like they don't value my opinions or respect anything I have to say. So bear that in mind. Uh, You better all be commenting about how fab our recommendations are and thank you letters and all that jazz are sent also. But no, this week... Uh, I am going to recommend the film Emma, the 2020 adaptation. Um, I cannot tell you how much I adore this. Anna Taylor-Joy, who plays Emma, is is really just wonderful. She does such a great job. And Johnny Flynn, who plays Mr. Knightley, is a real bit of eye candy. He's gorgeous. Um, And Bill Nye uh, does a stellar job at keeping the film lighthearted. 10 out of 10, worth a watch. Okay, my first is an Emily Blunt film, which also has Bill Nye. Oh. Um, and it's called Wild Target. It's not one of her um, best known, but it's an absolute hoot. Um, <laughs> it's a perfect, lighthearted, like, Sunday night family film. Bill Nye and Rupert Grint, like, you can't complain. It's a comedy about Emily's character, who's a con artist, and Bill's, who's a career assassin, in a strange chase love story, weird, very British, delicious comedy and then, like, Ron Weasley shows up, so oh, can't complain. Sweet. Fab. I have another recommendation. It's called History Becomes Her Podcast with Rachel Thompson. Um, and it's basically about women making history right now and also different women throughout history who didn't necessarily get the attention uh, they perhaps deserved. They, they do multiple episodes um, and get different guest uh, hosts on. I thoroughly enjoyed the episode with... Now, I may get this pronunciation wrong. Zing Tang, who is a journalist and author of, a forgotten, of the Forgotten Women book series. Um, who, I think, hosts a podcast that I listen to called Obsessed with Killing Eve. I think she works for Vice. Yes, I think you're right. Um, and in her Forgotten Women book series, uh, she speaks about this really fabulous pirate queen um, who was originally a prostitute in a floating brothel uh, in different ports. And then she just married the pirate king uh which is pretty cool in itself um and he died and she ended up taking over the largest pirate fleet in china which is not only fun but also she's about female empowerment and she actually makes pirates walk the plank uh if they cheat on their wife or rape women which was actually super unheard of at the time um and she actually got paid to retire by the government and full amnesty for her piracy so She's, yeah, pretty, she's pretty, 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 pretty big deal. Um, okay, I have been reading a book called A Manual for Heartache by Kathy, and I'm going to get this wrong as well, Renson Brink or something? 
um, which isn't very long, but I have been digesting it in small bits because lockdown, as you said, is a strange time and too much talk of heartache isn't good for my sensitive little self. Um, but I highly recommend. It's less a story about Kathy's own dealings with grief, though I think she did write one, um, and more like a toolkit that she wishes she had when she was going through it. Um, because it's true, there are so many books about grief, like Grief is a Thing with Feathers, among many others. But the last thing a sad person needs is a book written by another sad person about why they're sad and how sad they are. Yeah, that's just a bit too much sad going on, really, isn't it? Yeah. Disclo- disclaimer, like, I'm not grieving, nor am I heartbroken. But I thought it was quite an interesting, like, psychological read. Hmm. Um, and there's no reason not to equip myself with that knowledge. But what I am, you know, dying of heartache. Yeah. Prepare to fail, fail to prepare. Or whatever that saying is, yeah. Um... Also, not a recent discovery for me, but I did rewatch it recently, and it's just fabulous. Kira Knightley, side note, j'adore, um, is plays Colette in Colette, which is on Netflix, <laughs> um, about a woman who basically was her husband's ghostwriter, um, and he took all the credit for what became a hugely popular or semi-autobiographical series of novels about a girl called Claudine, um, and her life is like ridiculously interesting she's actually is most famous for writing Gigi which people might be more familiar with there's a beautiful film um which has got a young Audrey Hepburn in it also recommend anyway her life is unbelievable she has an affair with a woman named Missy for a few years because her husband says she can only have affairs with women not men but honestly read about her on Wikipedia as well because the film isn't her whole life it's just kind of the first portion um she gets married a few more times has an affair with her stepson just generally lives in a divorce existence yeah 100% um yeah. very good no i did actually watch this um and can confirm it is really fab and both hilly and i were discussing how we did actually end up liking willie even though he is a bit of an ass um and it's just very well done and i think kira gets a lot of hate uh especially from kate kate maxim that is but i think she's very good in it and she you know we all know she can do period dramas very well but she the whole film is just so well done so yeah like the thing about liking Willie, it's not even just about liking him. I didn't necessarily like him. I just understood why she loved him when she was younger. I mean, you have to watch it to understand, but he's just very charming. Yeah. And the whole thing's just brilliant. And the clothes yeah. are so cool. Oh, so cool. So cool. Finally, to wrap up um, the pod this week, uh, we'll finish with our word of the week, uh, which we have decided um, will be jaunty, uh, which means, for anyone who doesn't know, having a lively, cheerful and self-confident manner. Uh, I just kind of really like that word. I think if anyone was to ever call me boring or vanilla or beige or dull, you know, that is more of an insult to me than if someone called me, you know, a bitch or rude, I've decided. I don't know where I saw it, but I think the thing that cut me the most when I heard someone say it as an insult was that someone was unremarkable. Yeah. No, I can't That is brutal, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. And I think the word jaunty is really nice because it's kind of it infers that someone's in interesting at least and actually jaunty in hindu uh means to be carefree and easygoing and i just really like that yeah. so i like that a lot but yeah so that is us really from this week uh we really could go on forever uh and we are actually trying to slightly curtail how much we talk but that's easy yeah, even if it doesn't really sound like it i don't know how we managed to say so much but we can't write a simple 2000 word essay or something we literally should have studied in detail Honestly, baffling, baffling. Um, But we do hope you enjoyed this week's pod. Uh, Next week, we'll be discussing our theory on the gals. Yeah, are you a a Jenny Aniston or an Angelina Jolie? Will be the question next week. I have to say, Hilly introduced me to this uh, 
having come to uni and I just think it's a fab philosophy actually <laughs> you will have to tune in next week to find out what we're on about also we thought we could just sort of touch on meeting different kinds of people whilst at uni um and how meeting different people is a really good thing and even if we clash with these people you know that too can also have positive outcomes yeah and as always our recommendations will be over on the gram for you to have a peep at and potentially enjoys in the days until the next pod yeah but until then uh stay hot stay fresh stay Stay milky. milky